0: Are you a small business owner or someone who has a real interest in building your own brand? Then deep dive into the UP Consulting Group's Business Building Bootcamp, the annual convention and training camp for entrepreneurial spirits. Join us this March 5 and 6 to discover how you can unlock your business potential.
1: This episode is brought to you by Life Design that gets you out of bed. Add more life into your years. Get unstuck. Flourish. This is The Independent Collective. Stories that inform, empower, and inspire. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. I am your host, Natalia Patolat, and I am back once again with another very special guest, Pio Silva. Pio is a junior in the Ateneo de Manila University taking up BS management. He has been a video creator since 2015 and has since garnered a significant following on TikTok in 2020 for spreading awareness on religion and education to his audience. His work transverses topics from the humanities, extending towards motivational content and personal development. Today, I am with him to give a little insight about what he is like behind the scenes and to let him share his thoughts and opinions about different things. So let's give it up for Pio. But before we begin, how are you today? It's so nice to meet you again, and I'm definitely excited to have this discussion with you.
0: Uh, Yeah, hello everyone. I'm doing great. Good morning to everyone listening. And I'm glad and delighted to be here.
1: Okay, great. So let's start with the questions. As I've mentioned earlier, you're a college student. And despite that, I've noticed that you actually post a lot. And it seems like you put a lot of effort in the output that you produce as well. And so, how do you plan your videos and manage your time to do all of this?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's not very surprising that I specifically allot time to plan my videos. And this happens on a daily basis. Even before TikTok, my habit of planning and making videos has changed drastically over the years. And I've been making videos for practically my whole life, ever since I was a freshman in high school when I created my first YouTube video. It was a bunch of old home films from the 50s that I decided to compile and just play some relaxing jazz music in the background. And from that, here I am making TikTok videos that are 15 seconds to around a minute long. And the idea is to always aim for consistency and there's a certain purpose for why I make each video. What am I trying to reveal? What am I trying to provoke? What message do I want to quite literally implant in in the person who scrolls down or stumbles upon the thumbnail of my video? Even if you just stay for a few seconds. And for TikTok, the way I manage my time is that I make sure I have, at the very least, if I'm super swamped in work, I have at least one video idea or script in mind that I want to create for the next day. It doesn't have to be a new idea. It doesn't have to be something totally unique coming from me. But it can also be a reply to a mundane question that one can comment on one of my past videos. And this is important for me because I want my audience and my community to see a sense of continuity in my content. I don't want them to just experience a bunch of videos categorized or a bunch of academic topics arranged in a very linear manner, in a very linear way. But there's also a human aspect to it. And that aspect means that there is a stream of consciousness, if you will. And everyone has that internal monologue. They're not quite confident about the show. And when my content follows that internal monologue, it's quite similar to the narrative method that has been used by prominent authors like James Joyce in his book, Ulysses. If you just read in a book, there are just numerous thoughts whizzing by in the mind of the author and in just one sentence, because our minds operate or at least flow in that nature of multitudinous thoughts and feelings. But the point is how to get people to also see my internal monologue. It's not necessarily random. There's a certain life to it, and it may just be valuable enough for you to understand and tap into. You know, Maybe whoever's watching my video can import that to someone else, and now they relate. And now the content becomes more of like, it's not just I'm showing how my audience wants me to be, but it's presenting to them and allowing to them to be who they want to be. And my routine changes and varies depending on the topic and response I create and find. But for the most part, I dedicate my time and energy to plan my videos for, let's say, the next seven days doing the necessary research and writing. And on average, I do around one to three videos per day. And I very rarely take a day off. And if I do, it's either there's maybe a few videos I haven't quite finished internalizing yet, or I am just getting through the latter parts of a college semester (laughs) where requirements can get pretty strenuous and I'm working with other people and I have to respect that. So I have to divide my time and I have to set time blocks for myself. So uh, for certain days on TikTok, for my life as a creator and the other days for my life as a college student. So since both of my roles are just filled with layers upon layers of information, it's it's really about creating and crafting that balance without pushing myself too hard.
1: Okay, first of all, I'd just like to say that I'm really amazed with your passion and your hard work and dedication to creating content. And I like how you really thought about the continuity part or making it more human for your viewers. So I'm really, really impressed with that. A follow-up question to this is that What really inspired you or motivated you to take that first step in posting your first video either on YouTube or on TikTok? What really pushed you to do that?
0: It's just how I saw other creators loving how they just edited the video, you know, the time they spent. Because making a video is, to be honest, it's among, and I've realized this for like the past five years, it's still among the most time-consuming tasks for any single human to do and it's really adding that sort of creativity that's unique to you and you don't have to really copy any format from anyone I mean there's a certain format that you have to follow and yeah there's things that you have to put into to add your little twist into it but at the end of the day making a video is about you making a video is about your story and you don't have to apologize for how it looks or how it's how how the audience like views it it's, it's the story of you, and, and that's how I want my story and journey to be known in just creating content.
1: I really like how he said it's the story of you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And when we first met a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I liked how your videos are very insightful and how you not only educate and entertain your audience, but you also enlighten them regarding different topics. So you often share your opinions about religion as well, such as when you noted in one of your videos that religion can be a tool to brainwash and control people. And I definitely agree with that. Although it can unite, it can also divide. And so do you have any other unpopular opinions or hot takes, I guess, about religion that you'd want to share with those who are listening right now?
0: Yeah, within the context of religion, it has seen a recent shift over the past 50 years of being synchronous within with the rest of modern society. Although I cannot deny that religion has been and always will be a controversial topic. And system that contains a myriad of different scandals and histories that a number of people in religious institutions do know then ignore or do not know or somewhat know but want to get to the bottom of a lot of people in religious backgrounds and religious institutions don't realize just how far religion can also be a used as a political construct from a national perspective it can be a way to control the thinking of the masses it teaches people moral behavior and thus helps them learn how to you know, be good members of society. But then again, from a sociological perspective, don't forget that it can be used to justify certain inequalities and existing conflicts. For example, how there are negative stereotypes imposed that are still represented about women and by reinforcing traditional views about their subordination to men. And it's frowned upon. And when you combine governmental efforts with those of organized religion, it can be a sharp tool to lean towards the abuse of power. However, there can be different views on this and other propositions on the origins of their creation if they were really intended to inflict social harm from within or if it was just an unseen outcome of their ideas. Being a Roman Catholic myself, I do know that there is a thought that religion at heart really does take away that existential fear because it will take time for us to know the meaning behind the biggest questions we will eventually face. So we then have to resort to finding institutionalized meaning. And what I mean by that is There is an authoritative body of traditions and set of doctrines with the finest uh, works of literature that dutifully give real meaning out to its followers, and it gets them out of that existential fear. And they continue to help them cope by helping them learn through the sufferings that they share when they become part of that community. They become contemplatives in action, and they're told that they're not living uh, through misery alone. In religion, there's that seeming illusion of control and reliance over our lives and also a set of like great figures to admire if no one would be at our side to help us when we seek help through prayer, sending messages up into the sky. Religion has not always helped people get out of their empty lives because people can't see their journey beyond suffering and death or even what we call sin or evil. So in doing so... I humbly implore that we understand these unusual takes of religion. This is not to necessarily force radical change within religious institutions, but to help guarantee better communication and understanding in the communal aspect of religion.
1: Okay, thank you so much. I actually agree with everything you said. I'm actually speechless about it. I agree that religion can be a tool that could provide purpose to people, especially during these difficult times, but at the same time, it could be a way to brainwash and control it can do more harm than good that's why it could in a way backfire and i agree when you said that we needed better communication for that and so people are understandably very passionate about religion and would do anything to defend their beliefs since you often talk about religion how do you handle contrasting opinions and sometimes even harsh comments on tiktok or youtube or whatever
0: yeah that's a very good question that i also try to pay attention to when i make a video related to religion and related to religious practices. Well, me handling contrasting opinions and the controversial aspect itself begins when I start even making the video itself. What I usually do is when, let's say a new hot take appears on my For You page on TikTok or when an unpopular opinion posted on any social media platform, be it Twitter or anywhere, you can find goes berserk and just gets everyone talking about it. I will read on that. It's very tempting for someone like me coming from a religious background to just talk about religion within the limits of strict conditions imposed culturally, and even when there's a temptation to just gaslight or just ignore what people experience. But in how I do it, you, you can't ignore what people experience. You can't ignore how there are just some practices that are just so unhealthy for someone to go through. And there's not even in denial of the Puritan idea of religion. There are just some churches and families that want to instill that to their children. So whenever I'm doing a video, in that video, it essentially becomes an invitation of curiosity, for the people with contrasting opinions about that belief and those who defend that belief but don't know much about it and why they have it. So it's that. And on the other hand, harsh comments will come by um, all the time, whether it comes from people just trying to seek clout or people just outright having a bad experience with the religious institution itself. And I'm not going to deny that, but I'm also not going to spend time on a platform clinging to the side of hate. And it's very dangerous when you get into introverts across those waters. Because yes, people's feelings have to be validated, but there are just some interjections and responses that do not solve the problem at all in the bigger picture. And I believe that it's really important for people like me to stand our ground for things we truly believe in. But at the same time, I'm always thinking of what if I believe in gets in the way to inflict pain or somehow does involve something discriminatory to someone else I haven't met yet. So that's the initiative that creators like me have to take. And we have to take our time with those things. We can't have our videos answer every single question completely as tempting as we want them to be. So there is a lot of patience in that continuity of response. And in doing that, it sparks up interesting questions and people enter a more inclusive space of learning about religion and beliefs instead of entering a space that's unhealthy, radical, fanatical, and challenging to bear.
1: I'm actually really amazed with your courage to stand your ground for these kinds of videos. Because I remember we tried to post something religion-related and the backlash was really intense. So that's why we yeah. decided to step back from topics like that. So that's why I, when I came across your profile, I was really amazed and I kept on watching it. I, I was binge-watching your videos about like the sins of the Catholic Church and I was really amazed with everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to hear and refreshing to see someone really stand their ground despite the contrasting opinions of others. And so, related to content, you also have this segment where you provide self-help and advice to your viewers. And so, do you have any life advice for our target market, the youth, as most are going through a troubling time right now due to the pandemic?
0: This is for the youth, including the people much younger than me. Uh, You need to take the initiative, I will be real when I say that you will always encounter a situation that will overwhelm you. You will not be even 50% productive for the rest of the day, let alone a single week. You will not be able to do all of the things you like or haven't tried, especially in this period of time. Your mentors, your parents, the people who inspire you will not be there to always catch you in failure or when you are in a downfall from the countless decisions you're making. You will make that big mistake that you thought you were never going to make because you thought that it was out of your reach to happen to you. But never forget to make that one decision, whatever it is, that will remove a 1,000 more. You can have FOMO, and we all do. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But yeah, you will also miss maybe 50 or 60% of the shots you can't take at all because they're out of your control. And you just didn't see them coming because currently there are lots of dots you want to connect. There's a lot of interests and experiences that you're trying so hard to align, and sometimes you can't. But this is the moment where you have to drive your focus into. And if you don't know what your passion is, taste everything around you. You're like young AF. You're like absolute AF young. And together with taking that risk and betting on yourself while enjoying the youthfulness you still have, don't try to evade reality and just honestly start now. Like Let me remind the youth and also including myself here, you don't need to start or begin perfectly or flawlessly. no one ever does when they begin. If you think the greatest minds and heroes of our generation began in that manner, it's either you see the first part of their journey being sugarcoated with pure success or privilege, or they themselves have not revealed that part of their whole story. And a lot of people don't mention the work they put into what they have already created. Goals, achievements, your purpose will not be fully visible or finished unless you start, unless you begin your journey. There is really no such thing as a singular eureka moment that defines your whole life. It's the whole of those moments that make it a eureka journey.
1: Thank you for sharing that. You actually seem very wise for your age, even though we're the same, technically the same age. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you so much for that again. And so you also have this segment called, Do You Know?, And so do you have a fun fact that you could share with us? It could be something you've already discussed on TikTok that you want to share again or something that you plan to share in the future.
0: Yeah, do you know, did you know, used to be among my favorite segments on TikTok. I look forward to just doing all the research every night and even, you know, during the morning, if I'm just catching up on a few pointers, if I missed any in the script of that particular video because I just wanted to make it the next best one. It had to contain the the, the context of the topic and just put the viewer in this space of just, wow, I actually never knew that before. I never thought about it that way. In doing so, the shareability of of, do you know, did you know, surpasses even my expectations of how vast the topics they cover. And yes, from one of the videos, a fun fact that I will never stop telling people, especially to Filipinos all over the world, and I made this in a video, was that Filipinos landed in America 189 years before the United States of America was even a thing. This was October 18 of 1587. 1587. This event marks the first documented instance of Asians in what is now California, anywhere in the United States, in North America, or even the entire Americas itself. Even if they weren't called Filipinos at that time, they were Luzon Indios, as termed in the plaque. And in fact, there's an existing plaque right now. It was built in 1995, if you want to visit it, uh, just visit it in Morro Bay, California. The existing plaque is dedicated to this historic event of the first landing of Asians the first landing of Filipinos in the continental United States. I mean, it's just something not overly stated in our knowledge of Philippine history or maybe some of the history books. So if you want to memeify it out of like, oh, we came to America before you became the colonizers and yada, 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 and so on and so forth. Nevertheless, it is shocking to realize. And I think
1: yes. the main
0: point here is there are just some moments in our history that are too minuscule or mm-hmm. too great to realize that we often leave it out of the narrative of our story as a nation. Like, we just can't see it in the bigger picture. But, you know, new, knowing new things, having that self-discovery and just being in that zone of like, oh, well, in my case, do you know, did you know? Uh, that stage where you may be wrong about something or you may be missing out on something is it, very powerful because it humbles you. Like, it pushes you to connect the dots all over again. And you go back to the very beginning, you will pick seemingly harmless information that just that's just some factoid Added into your body of knowledge, or it could be something detrimental to the already existing political instability of your country. Like these things are valuable and they do make a great impact. But you will finally know that you will not just become a teacher for life, you will become a learner for life when you know that knowledge is power.
1: Uh, I how did you find out the fact that, by the way? It's the first time I've ever heard of this thing.
0: Yeah, I was actually really shocked that that there was such an event that occurred. Uh, I was just stumbling through Wikipedia casually. Like I always do (laughs) if I'm really, really bored. Yeah. And I, I I just, I, I don't know. Like I have that, that weird inquisitiveness to really just find if I'm missing out in history, if I'm missing out on historical facts. And if I do find something like, I actually never knew this before. And like, if I feel that I intuitively feel that other people don't know that too. So it's, it's really just so interesting to bring that up to people and, uh, they're like, wow, this thing actually never crossed my mind. And how can we never learn about that? So that's just a, like a, a sign that you can't read ninety-nine percent of everything that's ever been written. So there is really just a lot more to learn. And you're covering different universes when you simply just read a book, or simply just read like something on like Facebook or in Twitter. It's it's just no matter how big or small it is, it's always going to be small compared to the bigger story that's happening out there.
1: Right. So
0: yeah, I think that's what really motivates me to just. Tell people randomly whatever you call it, like just share those things, and yeah, it gives me like it kind of kickstarts my day as well. So,
1: do you watch the infographic on YouTube? I feel like you're the type that would enjoy that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I have subscribed to so many of those like types
1: yeah
0: of, like, uh, channels. Yeah, so much. I enjoy that. It, it's actually kind of therapy for it, it became ther- it became therapy for me over like the past on five podcasts. years. So, like, yeah, yeah. It just it just became that 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 world for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I actually listened to some of their videos while doing makeup or doing anything around the house. Yeah. Something that I really like, actually, is their series about the pandemic. Not the COVID-19 pandemic, but the Spanish flu, because they often compare the Spanish flu to mm-hmm. the okay. to COVID. And then how the Spanish flu pandemic actually lasted for mga three years only. And then they were showing some patterns of how similar it is to COVID. And then I think an interesting fact there is that in the COVID nineteen pandemic, it mostly targeted like old people because remember because of the immune system. But the opposite for Spanish flu, from what I remember, is that the better or the stronger your immune system is, the more vulnerable you are to the disease because it will attack your immune system will attack you or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. the amazing sure. thing about it. So it's nice hearing. Someone who's also interested in casually learning more fun facts online.
0: Yeah, it's just online. And yeah, if I may interject, like, I think learning it that way, like comparing Spanish flu to COVID, it's like it's like you're kind of making analogies throughout history. And in a way, I think you you become more, you become smarter, and you there's like there's like historical safety for you, if let's Mm -hmm. say everyone's talking about NFTs right now, everyone's talking about crypto right now, right? So like. I'm trying to see where where is where is that in our life? Like when our parents were first seeing the internet, when like you know the dot com bubble happened in like 1996 and all that. So, because people thought it wasn't it was going to be a fad, like the internet's a fad, Facebook will be a fad. It was the same thing,
1: mm-hmm. but then
0: like in this part of history, how can we see that maybe I don't know, maybe NFTs won't be a fad at all. Maybe it could develop into something even more when the metaverse like goes into this. And uh, yeah, I mean it's just. It's hard to predict. It's really hard to interject. It's really hard to uh, just place yourself 10 years from now. But then it it gets you into that thinking and it, it gets you in a way like way ahead because now you're kind of anticipating more and you just get to be more confident about yourself as a person that like you're becoming a citizen of the internet. You're becoming a citizen of just of this online world that we're living
1: in. I'm actually kind of excited for the future generations when they start studying about the things that we're already doing right now. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Like in their history books, they've been looking at the difference between NFTs or GCQ, ECQ, MECQ. That's true,
0: that's true.
1: It's so interesting. And so so for the next question, you have been a video creator for a long time. And when you boomed in 2020, I'm sure that you felt like all of your hard work has really paid off. And so, what is your favorite moment or video that you've posted on TikTok so far?
0: Indeed. Like, uh, I've been loving every minute of being a video creator every day of my life. And at this stage, an educator and digital creator is essentially for the past five years. And it's been quite a ride. And it took me five years to master the science and art of just committing to this beloved passion of mine. I have never ceased to, you know, be the type of person to any degree that I am and about what I do and how. I impart that blessing to other people. I actually see it as a blessing right now. And this is my unique uh, way of delivering value. And of all the videos that I have worked on, I always put a certain degree of effort into them. But I believe my favorite moment or stage of posting on TikTok was when I started making spiritual and faith-related content. That moment, and this was the latter part of 2020, was when I finally realized the intersection of that niche that I'm in. And also the very essence of me as a person. like I emerged from that stage and I started to be more responsive to comments and I was willing to provide the context of almost every topic imaginable or raised in my profile, even if it was unasked for, even if I knew people could be offended. That stage hauled me up even more as a creator. And it was just this next great springboard of mine to get me into a market that I also created for myself. And it wasn't just a set of niches that i entered willingly it's also something made from years and years of practice and years of work and also years of just me being indifferent to it as well because i didn't like making uh, videos all the time it was a tiring process for me
1: okay okay thank you for that and it's cool that you saw everything as like a fun and creative process or a a way for you to let out your creative juices and all of that. And so congratulations for finally really booming and for creating such great content. And I wish nothing but the best for you in your future endeavors, especially this 2022 as we start a new year. And lastly, before we end, can you share a defining moment in your life that made you who you are today? It could be a struggle you've experienced that you're able to overcome or anything like that.
0: In this context, uh, there was a time in my life. It was a period of four years, actually, where I was a completely different person. Like I, I, I was vastly different back then compared to the man I am now. I entered high school excited about meeting new friends and doing new things. I wanted to make myself known for something, or at least chase for something, and I wanted to achieve, even if an accomplishment within the, you know, the the monolithic context of my batch in Ateneo. That's where being a creator dawned on me, and. I was just so amazed by how many people were so adamant in the space of just being themselves online and sharing their lives with the world and their idiosyncratic ideas. They wanted to explore in every bookshelf and every nook of their mind for some reason. And for some reason, they just looked the best doing it. I I I craved that and looked up to those people. I, I've always wondered just what if my life was somewhat that interesting enough for me to share it with at least an audience I could find let alone the rest of the country or the, the rest of the world. But during that time, I actually stopped being consistent with this creator path of mine. So I instead, I became a student leader when I was uh, trying my best to be a student leader, having gone through many different positions in organizations. I, I had low self-esteem and I had low self-confidence about myself. And I was a stutterer, by the way, back then. And even the strength of my faith of that time was at risk. I, I stopped being grateful for a while. I felt like gratitude wasn't even necessary in my life to move forward when everything felt like it wasn't even going to be good. So the future looked bleak and oblivious for me because I thought I didn't know myself and I will not know myself. And I had those thoughts lingering in my head. Even if I brought about a sufficient profile, if you would say as an Athenian, I still felt like an outlier in my classes. I felt like an outcast. I was reserved and quiet as a person. And I was able to share what I thought about things related to the subjects and at hand or maybe even the social issues and causes at that time. But people could never quite get me as a person. And I don't, I don't blame the ones who don't understand at all but nevertheless try to. But for me, there are just different games that we operate in, in the way that we see the world. And in the way that we see the world just helps us externalize what's good about it from inside of us in very unique ways. And then it reaches this point of me being a junior in my high school years. And it was the hardest, it was the hardest year, grade 11 in senior high school of my academic life. My leadership as a class president was tested. I did not have my friends around me all the time to give my full support. There were areas that were so new to me that I just couldn't follow up on. And I had to learn it fast. I told myself, I wish I had more experience. I wish my f- other fellow classmates would just understand and they would leave. I hope they learned with me. You know, like I told myself, of all of the years, why would this be the worst? And it was in that latter part of the school year that I realized that I could not redeem myself anymore within that span of time. I just did not sharpen the saw fast enough to just prove to everyone that I was trying to be the best version of myself and justify the things I've tried to keep everyone together. But from that moment, I realized that I fought almost all of my demons that year. It was everything: fear of missing out, distractions of certain vices, negative beliefs about what I thought I wasn't good at, and my inability to speak and to stand for myself. I instantly had a lot of gratitude in my heart after that year ended, after that school year ended. I finished it, and I realized I overcame over every problematic circumstance imaginable and event from that that was thrown at me and in my way. And that is the reason why I took my last year in high school with real grit. I didn't want to miss anything at all. I took part in several school endeavors where I enhanced my work as a finance officer of the orgs in the school, while also being the founder of the and the counselor of the model United Nations based there. Oh. And I knew I was getting into Ateneo for college, and I did, and I did, and when I did, uh, I planned out what I just wanted to do. Like academics was, of course, an important foundation to me. But then it became like 20% of my entire learning <laughs> universe. Like It was orgs and everything else. Uh, I got through freshman year as if freshman year was the last year of my life. And I just had to make it the best. And I wanted to make the best out of it. And it was until this contagious disease that just transferred the world into and us into, into a state of limbo, I thought the excitement like ended v- too soon, very soon. Until I realized that, wait, This is ample time to unleash my whole self because I overcame those troubles and challenges. I had to check my privilege of where I was in life. And this was an opportune time for me to be the person that I've always dreamt of being ever since that day of posting that video, that YouTube video five years ago. And little did I know that it would get this much traction. I thought my audience would just come out slowly as always. And not only that, but... A lot of people by my side who have been yearning to be creators themselves whether they took it seriously or not are having their big breaks
1: and everywhere I go
0: yeah and also including you guys as well uh, everywhere I go it's everyone from every path of life imaginable and it's inspiring I'm becoming again with others a citizen of the internet alongside people close to me and who share the same toils and distinct qualities as I do. And this is one period where I will definitely never understate because it did exceed my own expectations.
1: Wow. I'm amazed that you were able to go through so much life challenges at high school. Usually it's for people, it's during college. And I like how whatever you experience in high school, you're able to utilize and enjoy your college life to the best of your ability especially mm-hmm. during online which is amazing because yeah usually people are struggling during this time so i'm very happy for you and congratulations for that and so we're finally done so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and for sharing another side of yourself to our audience don't forget to follow him on instagram tiktok and youtube as well would you like to promote anything else or do you have any last words for our audience before we end
0: yeah i have a last few words actually uh Have a stake in tomorrow. This is coming from my whole experience and I just want to tell you, life already moves so fast and you don't need to rush it too much that you forget to enjoy the most beautiful things it can offer you. If you ever dream of being a content creator, taste everything available to you that could haul you up to be a better content creator. If you want to help other people in the corporate world through personal and professional development, live by the stress and the ills of that world and point out the wrongs in the system because it's the only way you'll learn how to form mature minds with business acumen. If you dream of changing this country, immerse yourself in the issues and the crises this country is getting by. The point is you don't need to have it all figured out because I myself at 21 don't have it all figured out yet. I'm just in my early 20s. Many of my friends and the people I surround myself with are just in their early 20s. And this is just, this is a point in our life where we need to make the choices, even if we screw everything up, like for the next 10 years. So... Yes, you have to narrow down your hunt when you know what you want to do, which I did since I had certain ideas of who I was going to be at that time. And I'm taking things seriously, but I know that I also need to enjoy what I'm about to meet. Like the attributes of my experiences come back and reflect off of me. And I can't miss anything or any of that. Like there is no one singular formula that will define how you do everything. But there is only one formula and that is you again getting started. Like, so get started, make impacts, whether you view them as small or big, know your strengths and weaknesses while finding the intersection of your skills, your experiences, your interests and your personality traits. That is what you are always going to accomplish and be capable of doing. And this is the beauty of growing up. This is you growing up for the search and for the discovery of your life.
1: Alright, thank you so much. You're really wise Talaga <laughs> and I'm not saying this as bola, but it's so uh, I uh, sometimes I'm just here sitting here amazed just listening to you. So thank you again, Talaga. And just like he said, just get started or like Nike, just do it. So thank you again. So please support him at Indico as well on our social media accounts to watch exciting and fun content. Leah will be hosting next week with another Heya! I'm Natalia. And I'm Leah. And we're the founders of Indico. And we'd like to thank you for listening. We'd especially like to thank everyone who's been with us since day one. You guys are the real heroes behind our brand. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram too. All our links are in the show notes. We've said this before, but we'll say it again. Thank you very much.